0: Welcome to episode 214 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys. Welcome along to episode 214 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsome and Bevan James Oz. How are you going,
1: Matt? I'm very good.
0: A hell of a lot colder than you are, probably. Well, yeah, it might be colder, but it's a lot earlier for me. I'm in Australia, and it's currently five ten past 5 in the morning.
1: And I'm committed, John. That's what I am. I like the commitment. You know, whereas, what's the time in New Zealand? 10 past 7, but I've been up since about 4.40.
0: See, Joe's just opened and closed the door because I'm obviously too loud at 10 past 5 in the morning. so that's committed. <laughs> <laughs> We're committed. A bit of a soccer update as we're going along. Apparently last night in the soccer, Netherlands beat Denmark, Japan beat... 2-0. Two, two Japan beat... Oh, Paraguay's up 1-0 against Italy.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: That, that's a big one.
1: And it's a big one.
0: Okay, so anyway, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by...
1: Coffeesofhawaii.com uh, The world's best coffee.
0: Get on it because it's just amazing and athletics.com. Social networking for endurance athletes, and that's what we are, so get on it and join up. Okay, on this week's show, we've got some news, we've got some an age group of the week, we've got a high five, which is Albert's tips for marathon running, was it? Yep. And we've got a website of the week, and that's about it, really, I think, based on the notes that I sent in front me, you, because I've done no peas this week, but that's okay. News it's- is proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check out xtry for the latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars, but it's rock on. First of all, this weekend, big weekend for Kiwis racing around the world with some great results. What happened, John?
1: We're going to go through the results shortly, but it was a big weekend for Kiwis. So we had uh, results. We're going to go through. We had the High V um, ITU Elite Cup, where we had some Kiwis doing exceptionally well. We had some half Ironmans and just about every result we go through we're getting to see some Kiwi and uh, some Kiwi dominance which is fantastic
0: so wait a you you've got Kona ok so we want to talk about results first or Kona's...
1: No, no, we'll go through it's um, one of the, a bit of a WTC news Japan um, recently had their Ironman cancelled due to foot and mouth and yep. um, we, we discussed uh, I think it was last week or the week before what the hell we're going to do about you know people who wanted to qualify for Kona or whether they're going to give people options or whatever and it seems like they've come up with a really good solution um, they basically said that uh, they've nominated a race in Japan it's not a WTC race, it's uh, the Cheju Triathlon which is a race I've actually gone over and done Uh, and it's they've got well they've got an iron distance race there and they also have a like it's almost a three quarter iron distance race but I'm okay. assuming that you, you have to do the iron distance race for to be part of this and you can I think obviously I'm assuming this entry is still um, open and you can go on there and anybody who is registered for Ironman Japan who goes and then races this race will be eligible for the slots so they basically transferred the slots to this race. Oh, that's really good. Um, so I think it's great, you know, obviously for the overseas athletes it's going to be a bit of a difficult one to try to, to muster that, but also comments in here that they're looking to help those athletes out to get into other um, WTC-branded races if they're available to do that. So we them um, the thumbs
0: up on this one, John?
1: We are giving them the thumbs up, you know, so if you're a Japanese athlete and you're, look, you're training up for a race, Go check this one out. Um, it's yeah, you know, it's a it's a few weeks later, um, but I think it's a, a WTC thumbs up for them. Best solution, I think they could come out of this with. And uh, yeah, nice to see us being able to report on some positive news from WTC.
0: Well, and they've also made another move in an Ironman China. They've got to move the race in the time and date of year for the Ironman China and seventy point three. What's the deal there?
1: Well, good old I uh, got this off Try Juice. Old Nick at Try Juice there and. They, uh, the Juicinator, and again, I think this is a great move. You know, we've talked about Ironman China, and people, you know, they, they kind of fall in love with the race in some way because it is such an absolute sufferfest. But they've had issues there with the swim, um, been massive currents, and we've seen some some fast times, and then it seems that the weakest swimmers at that race have really suffered because of the currents. Um, and we've also had, you know, the last two years, it's been ridiculously hot and yeah. uh, you know, we know that Rasmus Henning, you know, he walked the last ten K of the race and uh, and was still able to win, but it was just it was that hot and it's just a race of attrition, which is kinda cool in a way, but um Probably not going to draw the biggest field uh, you'd imagine from that. So they moved it up a lot closer to Beijing, which, and uh, it sounds like it's a much easier location to, to get to. It's also the, the the region where they run the Great Wall of China marathon. Yep. Um, and one of the interesting things I saw on there was um, that within the region, it, uh, there's heaps of triathlon clubs um, within. The, I think it said like there's 20 triathlon clubs within in that region, oh, wow. and uh, I never never knew there was that many triathletes in China so uh, it'll be interesting to see how the growth of the sport really goes over there. Obviously in the big cities training is going to be a real difficulty like it is anywhere else in the world but um, yeah, it's just going to be fascinating. I guess they're really banking on on triathlon growing in China so whilst they're probably using this as a, you know, it's probably a loss making venture because the fields aren't big over there, I guess they're probably banking on building it up over the years and, uh, and, and trying to crack that Chinese market which must be massive.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do so I wonder if it's like you know like when I was in Abu Dhabi you tend to find that like a lot of the fitness professionals start up triathlon clubs so you, you mm. don't necessarily get it like it is in Christchurch where it's kind of a voluntary organization you know where you can people do all the work you get like PTs who actually start up triathlon clubs and they you know they, they do really well out of it and I wonder if it's like that in China
1: It says here there are more than 40 triathlon clubs within driving distance of the venue. Um, So I guess that probably could mean over in China everything's, you know, maybe state-driven, like every little state and town has potentially a triathlon club that may have one member or something. But anyway, Mm -hmm. just the fact that the sport is actually um, starting to be recognised over there is is fantastic. And I'm sure the, the Olympics had something to do with that now that it is an Olympic sport. Yeah, well, you know, and the Chinese are really coming on in world
0: sport, aren't they? So, you know, yeah. they spend a lot of money in it. So, it's all good. Okay, so coming up this weekend, we've got what's,
1: what's happening? The, Ber- the Bergen Triathlon in Norway. Um, now, this is this sounds really cool. I had a bit of a look through the website. Um, and the great thing is, it's, it's in English. So, for you, you know, overseas athletes who want to head over there, um, all the information's up there. Four-lap bike course um, and four-lap run run course. Uh, what I found really interesting was, um, and this is something you need, probably never see in uh, perhaps with the WTC race, but they've, they've almost teamed up with the other big race in Norway, which we talk about quite often, the, the Norseman Extreme Race, yep. and they've got a little club there, and if you do both the, the Bergen Triathlon and the Norseman Race, there's a special page dedicated on the site, and you're, you're, you're a double a double man or something like that and you get a special t-shirt so they're recognizing the guys in in Norway which I'd imagine um the ones that do both races are probably mostly Norwegian athletes um but you get recognized with a t-shirt and and become part of a fairly exclusive club if you do both races in one year oh that's
0: cool that's cool to do things like that you know people do like a t-shirt you know (laughs) people do do like a (laughs) t-shirt people do stuff for t-shirts I have to find quite interesting what people do for a t-shirt but you know yeah that is a good achievement. Okay, well also we've got this UK 70.3 coming on this weekend, so all the pommy listeners out there who, who listen to the show, we know we've got quite a few of you. Good luck and uh, kick some butt. The UK. It's quite a hard course, isn't it?
1: it well, yes, they always seem to set fairly hard courses in the UK, which oh, is great. Hard and, uh, It is. Uh, hopefully we won't uh, hopefully we hear some the positive soccer. reports. Don't mention the soccer. soccer. Let's not talk about the <laughs> USA right now. No, no, let's not talk about that, that goalkeeping blunder.
0: Anyway. Let's talk about the blunder.
1: <laughs> we had some, we had lots of results over the weekend. Uh, no iron distance races, but plenty of half distance races. And uh, it will start off with the tri grand prix. So the, their second race of their sort of um, debut season, and it moved over to Jeez, the, Spain. Oh,
0: field, I'm just checking at the field here. The men's race is pretty close. The Nicolanas took it out.
1: Strong, strong, Kiwi, uh, strong, strong field on the girls' side, I think. So oh, you oh, had Kat, Kat Morrison, and uh, you know some people are talking her up to be, you know. Um, one of the challenges over in Kona, but I guess Kona really does depend on how well you you, 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 know, you handle the conditions, but she 's just um, just really dominating at the, the half distance race so she took it out from Leander Cave and, and surprisingly, mirinda Carfrey only managed uh, third place. We had Joe Lawn there in fourth, so that was one of the first of our good kiwi results over the weekend, but having said that, she was a, a fair way off the pace, but still Fourth's fourth, we'll take it. And I must in, say, go- if, you, if, you, if you get a
0: chance, we'll, we'll put a link to this on the show notes. Check out Nicolanis' hat on the photo. It's
1: sensational. It? That yeah. Is, that is hot. And he took out the men's race, but it was very close. Yeah, uh, seconds, I, th- I think he must have uh, chilled out a bit on the run because I saw the run splits and uh, uh, the guy Clement Alonso, who was second, uh, had a significantly faster run split, but maybe uh, Aneko was just sort of uh, racing to win. And then uh, Mikel. Egil Zabal from Spain, Sirma Sias Hecht was fourth, so a uh, good strong field. Mm, then we went over to Challenge France, uh, Tissing and Keat took that out. Yep, and then uh, that was actually Rebecca Keat's second victory, and I think it was in, in two weeks, because uh, the week before, I think she won the Challenge, I think it's Cratch race, um, really? which Norman Stadler won as well, um, on is the men's there, side. Is a half? That's a half as well. Okay. So she back backed it up, and I'm pretty sure they were just a week apart. Um, so Rebecca Keats obviously coming into a little bit of form. Okay, and then we
0: also had Lorenzo Bazzoni and Sam Warren to win Man.
1: Yeah, the Kiwi domination and Man.
0: Oh, loving it. Yeah, Bazzoni's kicking butt right now, isn't he? He's
1: on he is. Fire. He is, but in the, the, the races, are hard. The, the, the fields are thin, uh, pretty thin, you know, in terms of um, seeing all the guys going head-to-head. But still, you know, the, the earlier those results he had earlier in the season were just sensational when he was, uh, you know, taking it to Potts and Co., who's, you know, probably arguably, um, you know, in the top two or three uh, half-distance races in the world. So he's having a good season, and, um, yeah, let's just see if she, if I, if my, my occasional slagging off of him with his run performances at Ironman's uh, changes and he kicks some ass in Kona because he's certainly um, you know he's got the distance over the half to show that he should be able to put in a really really big race in Kona this year I think
0: okay well then the next big one is Alexander and Dibbons take out Boise
1: Mm-hmm. So lots of people racing, Julie Dibbins, she had a bit of, she faltered a couple of weeks ago, I think it was at the, yeah. the Rev3 race, um, but it looks like there was just a little blip, maybe a bit of a nutritional meltdown or something, but she's back on form and uh, we are going to try to get her on the show sometime soon.
0: Okay, and now more, the most important part of the show today, which John just loves so much, I'm just doing my Australian accent, doing my Aussie <laughs> accent, he loves so much, is the IDU rapper.
1: It was. It was the High V Elite Cup uh, this weekend, which is the biggest triathlon purse in the world. So it's a million dollars of prize money split equally between the men and women. And we discussed this last week. The best thing about this race was is that it pays fifty deep. So you know, you've got your guys uh, who are say you know somewhere between say 20th and 50 um, finishing those placings normally get zero pet prize money um, and they're going to walk away with you know a couple of thousand US, I think it was it was 2000 US if you finish 50th so it's, it's awesome for the sport and, and just gives those guys who are coming through the ranks just a, a little bit of a carrot to keep going and just make a little bit of money so it was uh, it sounded like good racing uh, as we've seen over the last few years with this race it, it really has come down to the, the run on the guys side of things, um, usually you'll just comes together in just a big bunch run and um it well, was, was
0: but, a pretty close finish
1: <clears throat> yeah it was and and you know that's that's a thing you're seeing in in the guys and the girls these days is uh there's there's not much separating the top guys you know it, it is uh it is close stuff but um bit of a surprise really tim don took it out he i, I watched the little mini clip which is on uh, triathlon.org at the moment and uh he just Bolted out of transition and uh, and and set up about a 20 second lead and then just maintained it and they kept it. They all tried to come at him, but he just hung out the front and just kept going and going and took home 200,000 US. So awesome performance. And um, you got you know we, we talked about his 10K run that he did a few weeks ago in Manchester, where he ran like 28, a uh, high 28, which for a triathlete that is that is fantastic running. So I guess that was a sign of things to come. And when you get an easy bike ride, which just looked like it was. Um, then the guys who are the pure runners, you know, they, they can often come well, to well, fruition.
0: Away, you know, these guys must know he's a, a pretty decent runner. Do they think he would blow up or something? Well,
1: sometimes it's, 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 it's you know, sometimes
0: so, so they all came on the bike together and then he just booted it out of the run and then,
1: yep. Yep and 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 sometimes it's not a case of just letting him go we heard Craig Alexander talk about this and and you know you said why did you let um, Lieto go on the bike and it's not well we didn't let him go he was just he was just too yeah, good too on the good day on and 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 what yeah in a race like this I guess you just go right I'm just going to put it all on the line here if I blow up doesn't matter if I if I get out there and and I pull it off I'm 200,000 dollars richer yeah. so I guess he just put it all on the line, and he had one of those days where he fit, feels great, um, and just kept on going, and, and held them off. And, and when you're out in front, and uh, and and uh, you know, you, it's a pretty motivating place to be when it be when
0: a thousand dollars over the finish line, hey, and win the photo.
1: Yeah, and and when the guys are you know, maybe struggling to make inroads into you, that's going to motivate you more. So, yeah, great stuff, and 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 also some some fantastic results here for Chris Gimble. He finished second. He's had a really pretty crappy um, year since the uh, start of this year, and also since World Champs last year. Yeah, so months, great, eh? you know. And that, this is a, a quality field, and um, so it's great for, to see him finish in second place, and he he outkicked all the others. What did he say, no, that's a, that's a problem with this race. Well, not a problem with it, but it's a big drop-off. It goes 200 for first, 50 for second. Oh, okay. And so last year when there was a six, a five-way sprint finish for the win, oh, it's, uh, you know... It'd you, you, break you, your undies, you, wouldn't it? You, you're 20 seconds or 20 um, centimetres away from 200,000. It's a great race from him, And also, because we're Kiwis and we like talking about Kiwis, a breakthrough performance by Clark Ellis, who finished in 10th place. Um, Clark Ellis, tell me about him. He's like a a sort of third or fourth ranked um, Kiwi and he's sort of been knocking on the door a little bit in terms of, um, you know, putting in some good performances. But in that quality, kind of quality field, a 10th place for him is just sensational. So really good to see some some Kiwis starting to come through. And, and, you know, so three Kiwis in the top 10, which is awesome.
0: Well, so we go to the girls' side of racing. And the two names we've been talking about maybe fading away a little bit really dominated in this race, didn't they?
1: Well, and, and if you look at the results, you say, oh, maybe she just, um, you know, Emma Snowstall took the race out from Emma Moffat with Helen Jenkins in third. Um, you might say, oh, you know, Snowy just um, you know, just ran away and, and won it by sort of 20 seconds. But in, in fact, she was actually in the, the second or third group coming off the bike and really had to run through the field and, and to take it. So uh, she, she is back and, and back big time, which is just, just awesome. Thomas has just decided to wake up. and uh so for her uh, i'm I'm really pleased you know she's just an awesome awesome athlete and across um but but she's obviously still having issues with her swimming because she's not managing to make the lead groups and
0: uh is this something that's always been the case she always struggled i don't really know much about the stuff is is that always been the case or is it just for some reason everyone else has got sharp and she's fallen off the bandwagon a little bit
1: uh, she's, she's never been a, a leader out of the swim, but she's normally able to make the front group or just maybe miss the front group. So it just in the, it seems in the last 12 months, um, she has fallen off the swimming. I remember in one of the races in, uh, I think it was Washington, D.C. last year, she missed the front group. So she's starting, you know, she just seems to lose it. And she's just a tiny whippet of a girl. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I guess, you know, just maybe I lacking... Mean, it
0: must have been an awesome race to watch to think that she came from behind the second, third pack down to put yeah. sixteen seconds on them, you know, and you yeah. looking at
1: Moffat and Jenkins here; these are you know the elite guys, Real champions.
0: It's, yeah, that's sensational, wasn't it?
1: Mm. So, must have awesome broken stuff. their
0: heart when she passed them.
1: Oh yeah, when yeah, I mean, you're coming from that far down and yeah. running through. Awesome, yeah, but I yeah, haven't I watched. Have thought, it, oh, well, yet. she's out of our here. So it's going to be good to, good to see how these girls. But, but again, the, the racing is just so close. I mean, we had uh, so Andrea Hewitt. She was uh, only 25 seconds down, and she was in fifth place. Um, but again, another breakthrough performance for another Kiwi here. Nikki Samuels finished in eighth place, which for her is, is sensational. We're
0: going to win tonight as well, John. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who <laughs> are we playing? Is it Slovenia, Slovakia or Slovenia or yeah, something? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, we're taking them down. So some great racing by the Kiwis. Tis, that means you're a hot babe in Slovenian. Did you know that, John? I did not know that. You <laughs> <I> do now. <laughs> <Sorry> now. <laughs> I
0: saw a girl from Slovenia, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, good times, and uh, looks like Paraguay. It's halftime in Paraguay, Italy, John. Just keep you up to date with the soccer. Itself, <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening right now. So that's pretty much the news for this week. So the hot discussion of the week. Last week we had... Which would you rather do, a WTC race, a challenge race, or an other race if it was in your local area and you didn't really have to pay a lot of money to go along and do it? Now, I've got to pull up athletes right now because I actually haven't pulled up the page. But would, I'm starting with that, John. You can maybe pick someone.
1: There were some really good comments here, actually, yeah, well, and lots of people.
0: throughout the week, though, Some great comments, eh?
1: And, it, it, and it's great that they're informed comments because a lot of cases they are from people who have done uh, a challenge race, done a WTC race, done some other races, so they were able to give a really good balanced opinion, which is, which is actually really helpful for, for, for guys that are that they're not quite sure what they want to do and, and they're, they're sort of wondering the pros and cons. So, anyway, John Fitzgerald said, nice looking website, guys, very classy. Oh, um good work. As an Iron Virgin, I would have to do the Ironman race. You want to be able to tell your fans, friends and family that you're now an Ironman not just an iron distance finisher I think the Ironman brand would have the first race sewn up for most newbies for second and subsequent races it would depend on my goal, if I'm after a PB and then a flat fast course, if I'm after something interesting then perhaps a scenic or hilly holiday destination I'm never going to be a Kona qualifier so the brand wouldn't matter for me I'd just try to share and love uh, I'd, I'd try to share the love and go non-WTC for my second race
0: Wow, that is yeah, okay. good point. Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, how do you say one?
1: Poldrick, uh, Deirdre, Deirdre. Um,
0: the new site is Bitching Guys. looks like Bevan needs to give John some more modelling tips. Oh, I thought, you, I, I thought you did pretty well, John. I'm taking it away from him. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I thought you did so well, I was a little bit concerned about my job. Um, I have yet to do an IM Distance race, but I'm, I think as a total newbie, I would go for the challenge one as my first, as it would be close to me. Uh, They they seem to be well organised and focused on the competitor. I think there is a snobbery factor with the Ironman races, but I know a lot of people at my level don't differentiate between the different types. Uh, We call them all Ironman races no matter who organises them, so after I got home doing one, I'd still be saying I'm an Ironman a week later. Just sit back and wait for the praise.
1: Mm, Good point. Exactly. Uh, Rick Lard, over time I would do both, but would do a challenge race first. Why both? Um, So that I could better describe and sell the challenge race. I've been back home to NZ for both Challenge Wanaka and Ironman New Zealand, like both races, but I'm heading back to Wanaka for 2011. I live in Southern California right now and talk many people into going to Wanaka because in my opinion, it's a much better race, both in in terms of scenery and the low-key nature of the race. Bottom line, if there was both available closer to me, I would do the WTC race once, but keep doing the challenge race over and over
0: mm, Interesting Neil, the ninja challenge I've done Man and there's no comparison Ironman, lots of testosterone and game faces, full on week all week. challenge is a great week of activity full on family enjoyment and a real friendly atmosphere obviously no slots but the level of competition is getting there and once Felix offers age group of slots for rope uh, it will be the move the big next move
1: Dale Pitcher who was on uh, Epic Camp the year before last, uh, ok uh, you may you, you may have met them briefly. We, I can't remember where we went on that camp, whether we came through Christchurch or not. I think but I anyway. one the year before
0: last. I did five days of it, didn't I? Yes, I
1: you did. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, okay. Okay, so having done stacks of non-branded WTC and challenge races, here's my two two cents worth. Two two pence worth, but two we're pence. in New Zealand. So oh. It's two cents. Oh, nice. uh, get, get past the branding and look at the organisers behind the race. Sure, i would absolutely to do some of the challenge races um that i've done but there's that's as much to do with the personalities in charge and the team they have backing them up both felix and wrote and victoria and wanaka have managed to foster an environment that makes everybody in the vicinity feel like they're contributing to your success in a day it all makes an incredibly po- positive experience when racing wtc i've often felt like part of the production line in a factory it's a process with an end result no charm and mostly devoid of a personality that takes uh, the challenge brings. I've raced five non-branded um, Ironmans uh, in the UK and not once considered Ironman UK, mostly because the organising group do not attract me based on experience. Non-branded racers still pull me in because they take me back to the time when you could race a bike section by yourself and not get sucked into the stress uh, or stressed by the mass drafting issue. Mm. You also seem to get a lot back for your entry fee in most circumstances. I look forward to the Outlaw in the UK this year and the knowledge that the organiser has put on the races I've done for the past 15 years and can expect another very positive experience was there an answer in there somewhere take it steady guys nice uh, Michael Walker if the race was on my doorstep Victoria Australia
0: I would do any IMN distance Jeez. race in reality I have to travel to WA or New South Wales to do an IM race in Australia I have raced in, uh, to Ironman Oz uh, a couple of times. So my next race is going to be Challenge Wanaka in January 2011. I've never been to New Zealand, so I can combine the holiday and have a great race in a fantastic setting. Well done on the new website. It looks great.
1: Mm. Nice. Okay, Good comments there. First one I'd say was, um, they were just commenting on John Fitzgerald's comment where he was sort of saying, you know, you've got to do an a Ironman-branded race to call yourself an Ironman. But I've got to say, if you do an iron-distance race anywhere in the world, you've got to ju- I, you just say, I'm an, I did an Man last weekend or whatever. So, yeah. um, But there does seem to be that stigma where you know you do feel like, a lot of people seem to feel like they need to go and do a WGC-branded race to call themselves an Ironman. Then they maybe branch off and do others. Um, but yeah, for me...
0: And I, I do understand. There. I think I'd like, you know, like when I first started out, we didn't really have Challenge Wanaka around, but I think that if I was in Christchurch now and I was starting out, I think I'd still go to talpo first.
1: Yeah, but I think that's starting to change a bit. Um, uh, I think, you know, over time that that will change, but we'll, we'll wait and see. As, as far as I'm concerned, and, and you know, seeing it from, from my perspective, who's an experienced athlete, who's done lots of races, um, I would generally probably try to go and support the, the littler guy um, in first instances um, you,
0: like for you in the littler guy race like maybe not challenge because challenge is now a pretty big organisation who gets pretty decent fields but for you you want the physical challenge and the competition like in the littler guy races you're not going to get the field that you're going to get it somewhere like Taupo <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that would, that doesn't bother me so much these okay. days. You know, I, in the past, I probably would agree with you. I would go to, to, to a bigger race, but, but part of that would be, you know, if, and when I was racing, would be the draw of the prize money. If the little race didn't have any prize money, and I was going up against say an Ironman or a challenge race which had prize money, if I thought I was in the mix for that, then then I would go for that option. But at this stage in life, um, I would you know probably go for the for the, the smaller or the or the challenge race um, and, and try to support them as much as I could. Um, but I would also look at another a number of other criteria you know i'd look at at value for money um whether whether i I think you know what you're paying for is is you're getting good service i mean i get a bit brass off when you pay really big entry fees and you turn up and you get like a a race number and that's it um so i would look at that um and definitely part of it for me would come into the the course as well um if it was a well thought out course um where you've got a bit of bit of variety in the terrain and uh and that's why Wanaka appeals to to so many people is because it 's just such a beautiful course and yeah. you do know, have a bit of variety, so you know um, that that appeals to me as well the course structure and one thing now that is um, is changing for me is is the size of the the event you know in terms of the participation numbers um, i wouldn 't want to be in a in a situation. A lot where there 's massive massive fields, so you know the the rote thing for me was was fantastic, and I went there and and uh and it was a unique experience where there 's so many people on the course. And- so many spectators, but it is congested when you go to that race, and that's what you, you've got to understand when you go to, uh, whether it's a challenge race, a WC race, when there are races that sell out, there's going to be massive amounts of people on the course, and there is going to be congestion, and you are going to get impeded um, in some way, and that is not a big appeal for me anymore, so again, that's where the, <clears throat> the smaller race um, does appeal to me a bit more.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, I think and if, we, if we keep it in the context of this question, where it's, you know, they're both really close to home, so things like travel and that aren't going to be a problem yeah, I, you know, I suppose you could look at New Zealand you know, In Christchurch the cost get in Taupo is probably the same As what it gets get to Wanaka anyway uh, yeah, I, I suppose it depends where you are in your career Because I think, to be honest, if I was starting out again I probably would do the Ironman first Just because I'd be one of those suckers who goes Well, not mm-hmm. that I don't think challenge an Ironman Because I, I actually totally think that But I think somewhere in me I, I'd still want to n- Tick that box first um, mm-hmm. and, and probably Kona does hold something for me If I'm basically on the fact of where I, If I was a new athlete So for me the idea of Kona would still have Some appeal, now if I went and wanted to do An Ironman now, I'd probably actually rather do Challenge just because um, In the example we're thinking of Christchurch, you know, I think Wanaka Is just a stunning race um, It's it, Like in New Zealand I'd actually think It's the better race of the two Um yeah. Just because, it, as you say, the course is amazing. I actually think the Wanaka Township gets behind the race more than Taupo does, which our Tapo listeners might not, not like me saying, but, you know, the Wanaka Township, like, when you go to, to Ironman Taupo, it's still huge, you know, backing from the Township, but I don't know, something more about Wanaka, I'm not sure, just for me. Well,
1: I, th- I think that would be really interesting to see if the same thing applies in 10 years' time in Wanaka, um, because I know... you a bit tired of
0: it in, in Taupo?
1: Oh yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's something that happens every year now, and yeah. and they're still they're still fantastic. They really get in behind it. Um, but in Monaco, it's still it's still the new thing, and and people just think these people doing Iron Man races are just nut bars, and uh, yeah. they really get into it. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting, interesting to see if it maintains it over the next ten years. I think it will. But um, that is to interesting. To but that. there
0: is a difference. Or do you feel that too?
1: Totally. Uh, 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 but I think one of the big differences is, is the size of the field and uh, and it's not as intimidating as a challenge race. And and I think, I don't know necessarily if that's all about the brand or just the size of the field. Um, it'd be better to, say, compare a Rote with a with a Frankfurt and, and whether you get a different vibe from those two races. And not having done Frankfurt, I don't want to slag it off or anything. But for most people, from the feedback we, we, we get, is that it's pretty similar. So, you know, when you compare... Challenge Wanaka to Ironman New Zealand. Ironman New Zealand, say, has 1,500 people this year versus Challenge and in the Iron Distance race. You know, there's, um, there's, there's several hundred, but there's obviously a lot in the half now as well. So I think that's why there's a slightly lesser feel. It's just less numbers. So in each in each category of participants, whether it's the elites or the serious age group, is there's less people, so it probably doesn't feel as intimidating. But if Challenge Wanaka had, you know, 1,500 people racing, I, I would imagine the feel in terms of the seriousness of the athletes would probably be pretty similar. But um, yeah. maybe people maybe who people have done Challenge Rote and Frankfurt can give us some feedback on that in terms of well, whether I think the someone feel did on, is on, same.
0: On the website, saying how, you know, while Rote is an amazing race, some of the other races aren't so good. And, and, and to them, now who was it? I was reading the email throughout the week. Um, it doesn't matter. But basically saying that. Um, it's, it often actually comes down to the race organisers. And, mm-hmm. you know, so while it can be either a challenge or an IMAC, at, at the end of the day, it's actually the race organiser. And, like, Wanaka's getting big ups here, and, and you know, Victoria is, is bloody great. And um, and so she's doing a good job there. But I, I think the thing to, to, to remember is that both races are pretty great, and I know we give WTC a hard time, but if you go to any Ironman, you are getting a quality race, and, you're, and you, know, you talk about value for money. Hmm. These races aren't cheap nowadays. I'm not sure what you pay for an Ironman now. It's probably or 800 bucks. But yep. you, you kind of, like I know when I did Ironman, you, you look at what you pay, but I always didn't feel ripped off. I always thought, you know what? I, hmm. For the money I'm spending, I'm getting good value for money. And so... You know, I think at the end of the day, if you're in an area where you have both races, you probably end up doing both races over time, and you would probably <laughs> chop and change just because, you know, yeah. different challenges for different events, and, and I think that you'd be lucky enough to still feel you're getting good value for money. Um, maybe mm. if you're an athlete who's been doing it for 10, 15 years, then probably not so much because then, you know, you've kind of had the experience, you know all the tricks of the game, so, you know, maybe that's a little bit different. But for me overall, I think I probably would go Ironman first if I was early on my career, and then after that I'd probably do challenge more nice mm, okay so this week's question where we're moving to we're going to go okay what is your biggest fear in the final days or hours leading up to a race and what do you do to deal with it i like that question john
1: you, you do good yeah. I, was, I just just sprung it out when i was doing the notes last night i thought it's a good one we'll share people's experiences yeah, totally. and how they deal with them
0: yep, so what do you fear the most leading up to the race even the final hours and final in a couple of days before the race and what do you actually do to deal with it and it's really good because you actually help each other out and how to figure that out so i will put a link to that on www.iamtalk.me which links you to athletes and you can go on there and put your discussion on there ok John let's do it ready Three, two, one. H- H- 2, of the Week okay, Richard Parnell sent through this one hi I'd like to nominate Roger Canham From the UK for Age Group of the Week, Roger has been an active in triathlon for a few years now and lately has been incredibly successful with two Kona finishes and has already qualified for 2010. He has run several age group prize but still has time for the less capable of us, is always available for long rides and cake and coffee, and was responsible for the successful Iron Camp 2010 in Lanzarote. a small venture in numbers, but a great deal was learnt from the rest of us. I truly believe that I would not have achieved what I have achieved without his support and drive. Regards Richard. Regards
1: Richard. And I think this is one thing that a lot of, you know, perhaps experienced listeners can can take away. Is and, and I think a lot of people perhaps learn things off us on the podcasts, as we often often say things fairly flippantly in terms of uh, you know, things about races, and but it's just things you build up over over time experience. And this is obviously where Roger's sort of helping out, is you probably just talk about the race and a bit like what we've just done with the Challenge versus WTC experience newbies to sport pure newbies don't have a clue about anything and um, and any little tidbits you can oh, give right. them is funny fantastic cause,
0: like, it's for you you're brought up with triathlons so you probably don't even yeah. you know like for you like you don't probably remember what it's like to be naive in the yeah. sport you know because you, know, you were doing it in the 90s John
1: you know? yeah exactly
0: you know like you, you, all the evolution that's come along you know you are kind of a part of whereas I remember my first time man and you go to the expo, and you can not, you understand why people are such suckers at the expo because you know, <laughs> you, you, know, you know nothing. And so when some sales rep says, "Oh, you need this," you kind of think, "Oh, this grip is I need it. I have to buy it. I was my whole reason yeah. to go to you know the custard." And, and and to have someone in your local community, you know, like Roger, who's obviously a pretty great athlete, but to also give back to all the athletes in the area is you know so important, eh?
1: <laughs> so if you're one of those people share the love a little bit and the thing is often you can do this outside of you know, maybe a specific training period so you're you're in the final 15 weeks for a race and it's all game on and you've got to hit your exact sessions every session and you and you want to be a bit selfish because you've got you've got a really specific target in, in mind but you know that's it's the other times in the year when you're having a bit of downtime going and doing some group sessions and and what have you that can um yeah you know, whilst you might not think much of it um it can it can make a real difference for a lot of people.
0: When it comes to cycling, because you can find that you can often ride with cyclists at a bit, with if you, you can just draft off them. So yeah, you know, and obviously when they're doing their main sets and the hard work, they may butcher. But you know, in the warm up section or the warm down section, you know, just throw questions at them because you find most athletes a like to talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. And so you know, like they're more than willing to help you out, and just by listening to them and just checking questions at them, you know, they can help you overcome a lot of obstacles that you don't really need to make mistakes on on race day. You know, mm. a lot of the mistakes newbies make really should be unavoidable. Mm. So, you know, like a bit of time with someone with a bit of experience can obviously help you a lot in this area. So, so obviously, Roger, you're a bit of a legend, mate, and you're obviously doing bloody good in your racing, which we're liking. And uh, so good on you, but also the fact you're giving back to your sport in your local area, we think you're a, a legend. So nice. Roger...
1: Roger Canham, you are our
0: age group, age group of, of the week. Beautiful. One, two, three, four, high five! And
1: so I was... The
0: first so, fastest um, marathon runner in the world.
1: It was a a request put in by me, actually, because uh, Albert was emailing me last week about... Did um, Did he give you a bit of crap? He didn't give me any crap. He said, "Yeah, he said you're going to smoke my time next when you when you get a decent race and decent oh, he's conditions." So man, he's he's, <laughs> he's taking the high road. <laughs> do
0: you think you would have given him a bit of crap if you beaten him, John?
1: Oh, of course I wouldn't have. Also <laughs> wouldn't have. Anyway, um, one of my issues, the slight issues that I had during the race was, um, basically I was standing on the start line and I need to go for another P Oh, that's right. Um, you
0: came up to me and said, it, "Didn't you?"
1: And I'm like, oh, um, should I – because you're you sort of boxed in, in that area. You can't just go and find a tree or something. You, it's a bit of a mission to get out and then, and then come back in. So I was sort of standing. There's this big start line structure. And I was like, I wonder if I could just sort of squeeze in there and just piss down there. But that's a bit gross because there's lots of people around. And, um, and Albert was uh, asking me about the race, and I, I flicked him back my, my sort of mini race report that I've just posted on Athlinks, so if people oh. want to read about it. And I put it up on a little Facebook page, and you have to show me how to talk, do this new Facebook page with got because I couldn't post on there, I had to post on my own thing and oh, whatever cool. okay. well, maybe you've joined I, it no, I've, I've joined it but it, you can only with the company we'll talk about later um, but anyway, uh, this was a slight issue for me needing to go to the toilet and I ended up stopping at the 20k mark and, um, and peeing behind a tree because it was starting to get on my nerves a bit, uh, so I said that to Albert and, and Albert came back with a few tips you know what?
0: That was the reason you race went to mate. Honestly, I think you would have done two thirty if you didn't have to stop for a pee. I definitely would have Didn't you take fourteen minutes to do that pee? It
1: did. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, fourteen minutes. It would have been sub two thirty. And Paula Radcliffe, oh, Radcliffe would have been having to look out. I might have been knocking on that door of sort of two seventeen as well. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was a, a twenty minute pee. <laughs> that's right. That's I wonder right. why there's like a river around.
1: There. <laughs> that river turned yellow. Anyway, these are marathon tips from Albert. Okay, you number start. one. Bring or wear old clothes or sweats that you're willing to wear, and that you can chuck a minute before chuck a minute before the race start. That will allow you to stay warm while you're idle. And we've got to remember that most marathons, or no, a lot of marathons around the world, are raced in changing seasons, so they're often raced, to, you know, the, the late spring early winter or, or well, end of winter and moving. Good. Yeah, but that, but technically Christchurch is only the first week of winter. It's the first week of June. So you can sometimes hope for the best and get decent weather and it never, never seems to pan out. But, you know, as I Albert said, have some crappy clothes there so you can be warm for the race and uh, and especially some of those really big races like, you know, London, Boston, New York, etc. You are going to be standing around for a long, long time in the start zone. Um, so having some stuff there. You know uh, just to I have my running group we had what, what 40 something people running and
0: uh, and the thing was I didn't actually think about that I didn't think about leading up to the race so we all got together and we went down to the the park down the road there and we all warmed up and stuff and then it became a real stress for people because they didn't know where to put their clothes Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a place close to the race start where you go, you look on a drop-off point, but it was a bit of a stress that people didn't really need. And then they're worried about going to the toilet, and they're worried about where to put their clothes. And and at that moment, you know, ten fifteen minutes before the race, you just actually want to be relaxing, and mm. that shouldn't be something that's stressing you. And and it's something I learned going forward for next year of my group is that you know we need to kind of organise something like this. But I probably will suggest Albert tip: just take all close to the race, and you, you know you're not going to get back, but you don't care. Yeah. And you can just drop them on the side of the road and then that way you yeah. can just relax and be, get in a good mind space before the race. Instead of kinda of yeah. stressing and, and losing your running partner because one's gone to the toilet and you know yeah. so all that kind of stuff. You know, it's a really good tip. Number two, stock uh, stocking hat. Uh, and cheap gloves are great if it's real cold and you can chuck them at any part of the race as well if you need to. So, you know, a good hat and good pair of cheap gloves that you know you don't really necessarily care about, that you can chuck away throughout the race. You know, some of those little cheap mittens or wool gloves that you can get, mm. you know, at, at the outdoor stores or something like that. Again, just on a colder race, it, it is good to have that warmth, particularly in the first section of the race, eh?
1: Mm. And one, one thing I'd say here, though, is um, <laughs> just have, it, have a good think about whether you want to chuck them or not when you're going through the race. Because one, um, perhaps, error I made during the race, I actually wore arm warmers in the race, which were great. Yep. Um, but about 15k in, yeah, um, I was getting a ahead. bit hot. Yep. I took them off and chucked them. when I saw you. Yeah, chuck them to somebody in the crowd. Uh, Daniel McDonald from DCMsports.com. If you need (laughs) any any stuff, what's he
0: giving you for free? (laughs) and
1: uh, I chucked, it, chucked them out to him and then uh, paid the price later on the race when it really started to get cold. I was going, yeah, oh, man, wasn't I wish, I either, still, wasn't <laughs> wish I still had those arm warmers. So if you've got pockets or anything like that and it's not going to bounce around too much, you maybe take them off and uh, and see how it goes. But if it's one of those days where it's just going to be progressively warming up, then obviously chuck them. But um, just just have a bit of a think about that. Number three, and this refers back to point number one, a garbage bag, bag works well for number one also if you mm-hmm. don't want to um, chuck away clothes if it's just a little bit... Chilly as well, if, especially if it's raining as well. Cool, uh, well, no, maybe raining, but not too cool. A garbage bag is also a great idea.
0: Do you do the the newspaper at the top trick?
1: Uh, I have cycling, but not not running. Um, that's more of a you know wind chill thing when you get to the top of a, a pass, and, and that works really well. Um, when are when more, you know, that's more of a summer sort of thing when you get to the top of a, a climb in, in, in the Alps or something. Uh, it's pretty chilly up the top, but then it's you know 35 degrees at the bottom, and you don't you know carrying jackets and all that sort of stuff works well. Just um, keeps the chill off your chest a little bit when you've got you know a sweaty front.
0: You can read the paper at the bottom. So That's right. Put <laughs> a liniment for the quads or hamstrings if it's a real cold and you don't want to wear tights. So this is obviously limit just to really help warm those muscles up before you actually start running and, and help you keep them a bit warmer and throughout the race. I, what do you think about that, John?
1: I, it's not something I've tried myself, but having the experience that I had in Christchurch is definitely uh, something that I would I would look into just to, to try to keep my legs a little bit warmer because yeah. um, I really suffered in the cold. Yeah. But it's not something I've tried a lot in the past. The
0: only I don't about my fun with liniments is that it can get a little bit too hot, and then you're going to get kind of a funny hot heat that kind of comes right. and goes throughout the run. But, you know, definitely if it works for you, it's worth a try. Tights, obviously look to wearing tights as well, you know, in, in a cold day as well. There's definitely an advantage to doing it.
1: If if I, if I was to go out and have the whole race again, I think if I wore tights, I wouldn't be sitting here bitching and moaning about the cold. It was um, it was freezing, but if it was you know, a day that you would quite comfortably go out and do a long run in, um, but I would wear tights in training and I definitely think if I had the experience again I would definitely have tights number five and this is where it all started from and Albert's suggestion was that I was a little bit uncomfortable with but I don't know, a bottle for a pee before the start. Just make sure you tell little Johnny or a spectator not to pick it up and drink it. That's <laughs> not <like> Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> so that would be, you'd have to have, uh, you know, standing, standing around people all around you and just flop it out and just hide it in the bottle. And just... Well, you could
0: do it because I think if you did the, you know, I know this is mainly for guys, you know, because we are this as John, so, we, you know, I'm being a bit kind of males, you're kind of dominant here, but if you did a bit of a squat to the ground, poked it out to the side, put the bottle underneath you, you don't have to get it out and show the whole world, John. You can just poke I'm it out think, a little
1: bit. I'm thinking the squat's not even required because I'm thinking you put the bottle up the side of your running shorts, ah. keep your running shorts fairly low and then you don't need to flop anything out. Good um yeah, John. So taking it to the next level. i giving this some thought. It may come in handy next year with the Bevan versus John. Game on. <laughs>
0: Is this happening? Is it, so I'm doing it next year, am I? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all, all on.
1: on. All the times between now and then mean nothing. It's so <laughs> all about June next year. That's all that matters. June next year.
0: I, don't know if I want to do The weather's always crap. Yes. Maybe okay, we can lastly, have a maybe we can have a
1: pact that if the weather is crap, neither of us do it. We just get okay, out. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: skin lube and band aids for nipples are a given. Also for high intensity marathons. You know, if you're doing any running, pretty much once you get over 90 minutes, even close to 90 minutes, you've just got to lube up any area where you think you're going to get rash because it's kind of like a really bad blister in a race. Once you get a really bad blister or if you get really bad rash in either your nipples or your underarms or in between your legs... Um, it just becomes your focus of energy, and you just you have to put all your energy into that to try to avoid it because it's so much of an annoyance. And so, you know, it's, it's a bit of a no brainer, but you've really got to make sure you've got to be generous on the lube in the areas where you think you can rash because it's just it's the focus you don't really want to have to worry about in the race.
1: And we've got to remember, in cold conditions, those little nipples are a little more pert than what they might be in, in warm conditions, so they're a lot more susceptible I'm to getting a bit of taste. I've pretty small
0: nipples, on, <laughs> because, because I've never had nipple eh?
1: so. I have, and it's not pleasant. Really? It must be horrible. It isn't. It's, 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 not, it's not very nice at all. Yeah. So, But I have to go the lube option, because if I put a plaster on my chest, it's, it's not staying there very long. It's <laughs> <I'll tell laughs> one of the funniest <laughs> things is <laughs> One real funny thing that's happened uh, happened to me once, we did some uh, some testing in a hospital in Christchurch, um, several several weeks of testing, and, uh, and it was quite, uh, we were testing, I think, this, uh, that stage, different methods of dehydration. We were taking sort of glycerol and different different products to see which one would dehydrate us the most. And it was pretty full on, and they, and they had little um, electrode sort of pads all over you, so they put several on your back, you know, a couple on your shoulders, and, and then they wanted to get some on your, on your chest. And obviously, I had this, Big bushy hairy chest, so trying to put them on your on your sort of picks is just just not going to happen. So they had to get out the razor and they, <laughs> they shaved, shaved these little. I, I had little no, I just had little circles on my chest. I had like three circles on my chest where they shaved a little hole so I could stick the electrode. It looked pretty funny. <laughs>
0: it's pretty. I wish you had
1: a photo. I put it on the website. Oh, I'll have to do it again just for a photo.
0: Soccer update, John. least come back one all.
1: Oh. See, if we get a win, if that's a draw, and if we get a win, we could go forward. Oh, we could too.
0: That could be Okay, then. Uh, so, that's a high six from Albert. Thank you very much for this. Let's do a website about ready. Three, two, one. Whoops. Website. Website. Oh, the week. week. Okay, this one is sent from the wise one, James Botel, and it's saying, perhaps a follow up from the last week's question about Aero so it was obviously a while ago. Um, and what to invest in. This is a website he sent through now. It's a part of his website. It's active.com. is it?
1: Yep, Active.com cycling division of that.
0: Which time, what air helmets uh, equipment offers the most benefits? So they've gone down and they've actually kind of broken down what it takes to really get the best position on your setup. It's a pretty good so, article, isn't it?
1: I'm going to scan through these really quickly because the second page has got the information that's probably the most of interest. So number one is dial in your position. Number two, sp- Skin suits are faster. Number three, get a, get the helmet, which is they're referring to an aero helmet. Number four is TT wheels work. Uh, and page two. Right Number five, uh, a TT frame and fork. Now the, the, they did some um, some testing and they came up with some numbers. And what they did is they uh, got a rider who rode 48 minutes for 50 km, uh, for, for 40k time trial, so That's averaging 50k's an hour. Uh, so it's 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 obviously for the for the high end individual time trial cyclist versus uh, you know a triathlete like you and I yep. who are going to be going a lot slower than that in a triathlon. Um, but there's some pretty um, staggering so, numbers. Here. So is
0: this, so this last bit here is where they've done the test with the different changes.
1: Yeah, and they've, they've sort of ranked them uh, in order. So, you know, for example, uh, the aerodynamic savings from going f- to a, a speed suit from, uh, say, a road bib bourbon Jersey, wow. and uh, a four, the time saved in a 40k time trial is 134 seconds. Wow, so that's so. the biggest so importance. Yeah, uh, second leap going from body position and aero bars, so upright on the bullhorns, and then going to uh, a new tuck position on the aero bars, that's two minutes and one minute, 22 seconds. So uh, it's, it's massive. Uh, one that is really significant as well is going from a road helmet to an aero helmet, and that's um, 67 seconds over 40 kilometres. Wow. So, and I guess that the other, um, some other ones there going, you know, from a decent aero helmet to the best aero helmet still gave them a 13 second gain. Um, and I guess from, from people's perspective in terms of wheels, and this is fairly common knowledge, is your front wheel is, is far more important than your back wheel in terms of the, the aerodynamics. So, um, that's really important when you when you're considering you know if, if you're on a really limited budget, it may be if you can just go, get a, a second hand um, front covers, wheel. John
0: gave you a seconds.
1: I know that was huge, and, and that's something you never see in triathlon. Well, no, I'm not say never. If you, I, I can't recall ever seeing anybody putting on shoe covers in, in a triathlon. Seconds. 30 seconds. Uh, that's that's a big difference. So. Yeah, I I, we, wow. So I think um, what would be really interesting, and, and, I, and I'm not a, a big numbers geek in terms of cycling, so maybe somebody can flick me through some information if they, they know about this, but this is obviously you know for somebody travelling at 50 kilometres an hour for 40 k's. What I'd be really interested to know is if there's any numbers out there of people travelling at, say, 35 kilometres an hour, which is, you know, say... Well, let's what, say 30, look- because realistically most of our listeners would be around that mark. 30 to 35 so yeah. if there's any info out there on, on uh, aerodynamic studies um, for people travelling at 30k to 35k now I'd be really interested to see if, if this information still holds for that but um, I think that the take home message from this is uh, is probably to go and consider what you're actually going to be wearing um, on, on race day in terms of your clothing because it can make a massive difference and I think the other big thing is, is the aero helmet which we've talked a lot about in the past um, and as long as you can get one that does not uh, does not you know overheat your head, I think bang for buck. Um, it's got to be one of the biggest savings you can make. Well,
0: did, you, did you read the last comment there um, about earplugs?
1: Yeah, I did read that. Yeah, so um, don't,
0: don't listen to this uh, John Cobbs recommends using earplugs during a time trial. So he's confident that you'll ride faster using earplugs because the body associates the volume of the wind to the level of exertion. The earplugs might help you stay calm even when your legs are. With pain. It's interesting, isn't it? So you're basically eliminating your senses to trick your body into thinking you're not working so hard.
1: Yeah, and I think that's um, if you're in an individual 40k time trial where the riders are maybe spread yeah. out by 30, 60 seconds, that's probably not a not a not a stupid thing to consider. In a triathlon, when you've got people constantly passing you, um, I think probably that would not. be fairly fairly dangerous uh, thing to do. Comment, but
0: James James actually commented that aero wheels are probably not the most expensive are the most expensive way to add the least amount of aerodynamics to your bike, but they make your bike look really cool. And if mm. you want to be a rock star, maybe that's why you need to have them on your shopping list. So. Yeah. That's why he got
1: them, so it's all good
0: so uh, yeah it's a really good article isn't it
1: it's, it's well, well worth a read so we'll put that up on our new fancy website this week are you, you going to get the website yeah, done do
0: yeah, With I'm, oh, yeah, I'm on holiday John but I'm committed to the I am talk community that's what I am
1: Nice. Actually,
0: now so the- we're speaking of the website. Just we we had a comment on on the website. I noticed. So now you guys can actually go and comment on the show each week. And uh, so if you go to each week, so I'm looking, for example, at the website right now, and we've got I am IM talk episode 213 with John Ryan. Uh, and that's a few years ago. wasn't that shot, but um, we'll go to the comments section there. And last week we were talking on the show. We got lots of comments. People loving the website, which is all good. But we had a comment last week about um, road rash and. John D. I don't know his last name, but John D. wrote us a response and he's a physician. So I'll read what he said. Uh is really? in response to high five on road rash. I'm a physician and unfortunately I have had some recent experience. Three weeks ago, while in the lead on the bike portion of a triathlon, I went down hardened gravel and road rash over the entire left side of my body. I was in hospital for four days with well, how do you say that one? Partial lung mm. collapse, basically. Um That needed a chest tube inserted as well as...
1: Oh, this is John Duda. Oh, John Duda, is
0: it? Yeah, it is. Okay, good. I love that last name. Uh, the nerfing staff treated me, used only hydrogen peroxide to clean my road rash twice a day and bandaged the areas. When I came home, we cleaned the areas with soap and water and kept them dressed until they finally scabbed over. I didn't use anything to keep them moist. I can report that the road rash is completely gone and I have no scars despite some pretty deep gashes. In fact, I have some areas on my shoulder that healed before the orthopedic surgeon repaired my... S- clavicle Clavicle. Clavicle fracture. Um, He was concerned with the amount of road rash initially in that he would not be able to make a clean incision. Um, I was also previously under the opinion that areas affected by road rash should be kept moist, but this method seemed to work for me. In my case, uh, with the amount of dirt and gravel, I think the hydrogen... Preoxide was the key to preventing infection. I'm on the men's now and looking forward to one day soon when jo- Coach John Euston can help me <sighs> keep that lead on the bike and pull it off in the run. So, so he was of the opinion that he previously thought that keeping them moist was kind of the way to go, but yeah. it seemed to be that the method of using a bit of drying the skin worked well as well. So so maybe both methods tend to work. Mm. Wow. So, so I'm loving it's- that you guys, you know, if you, if, if you want to comment about the show... Um, you can either go on our, on our Facebook, our athletes, or on this page, just go to our website and actually comment on there as well. So there's lots of ways you can communicate nowadays. It's a good thing.
1: But, nice. One other um, little link that I had here that um, we can maybe discuss once I've actually read the book. There's a new book out. Are you, get, called, are you getting the book, are you? I don't know, Well, I think we probably should ask I think for we the should book get to her review it. on the show. It. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can line it up. Um, how to date a triathlete. How to date a triathlete. Um, Nick uh, from Chai Juice had had uh, a little link up on the book. Um, so, yeah, it's a new book that's coming out. It's a lady that, uh, I think, uh, married a triathlete um, and is not a triathlete herself and lots of uh, little fun stories and, and, actually, I think, also from what I could see, some, maybe some serious tips on how to have a relationship with a triathlete.
0: Yeah, I, think, I really do think we should maybe try to get her on the show because, you
1: know, you and I, we, we try to be big advocates of this stuff, eh? is
0: uh, from the athlete side of things, to make sure you look after your relationships, because, you know, we, we well we just believe it's important. But, That's your But right. to, to get the female's perspective from the partner, you know, mm. like, I know we've had, like, Steph on the show before talking about it, so we've definitely tried to cover this, but if someone's written a book about it, you think they maybe know a little bit more than, than you and I do, John, so we should be on the show. We'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. And, Here we go, I'll read you a quick book. The adventure began because I dated and married a triathlete about five years ago. Yes, we're still married and it's a good marriage. A few of you I know did not take it easy being the wife of a committed endurance athlete. Fortunately, I did recognize early on that his dedication to endurance events, particularly the triathlon, meant our relationship was not going to be like most people's. Or at least it wasn't going to be the way I imagined how most people's relationships and marriages are. This site and book, How to Date a Triathlon, is a humorous approach to dealing with the serious issue. I'm not a triathlete, I just happen to be married to one. So, there you go. Nice. We should probably say her name. Um, Lauren someone. (laughs) Nice. We like it. (laughs) Lauren someone. Let's say it's Lauren McVhash. I'm trying to read it off the book, so something like that. Okay, there we go. Any other links, Sean? That's it. Okay,
1: sponsors. Athlinks.com. Righty-ho. Check Athlinks.com out. out. And uh, one thing that I I said I've just done is I've put a a race report up here, so a little race report from the SBS uh, Crush church and marathon and one of the things that you, you can do when you wanted to do a race report there's two different ways you can do it i've just done it as a as a blog entry and i've connected it to that race um but there's also a race report tool that athletes have come up with and you can sort of comment on in terms of your sleep before the race your nutrition your preparation how things went during the race how you feel yourself etc etc um so you can either just write a, a, a a, a file up in a, in a Word document, which is which is what I did, and then just pasted it in there. Or you can go in there and you can actually they've got a form you can just go through, and that gives you a bit more structure to so your actual report. But I think it's really important. Yeah, you know, we've talked about analysing your results, and and uh, when you have have your, your A or your B races, and so you're actually learning something from them. You're learning from the the positive things that happened, and you're, and you're learning from the negative things that happened. And again, this just means that you can store them up there. You can make it public or private. So if you don't people to see it, then um, you just put private and it uh, and means you've just got it stored in one place, so if your computer explodes um, you have got it stored there and it's linked in with your races and it's easy to refer back to, um, or if you want to make it public then you can just send out a link like I've done. I put it up on uh, on Facebook and link back to my Athlinks page, and you can send it to all your, your Athlinks rivals and friends and what have you. And it's just a, a, another sort of service that they're offering to keep everything in one place, which is uh, what I always go on about with Athlinks. Is um, I just find it the best resource for for keeping all your results and you know whether it's a WTC result, whether it's a challenge result, whether it's a running race, you keep everything in one place and you just have a really quick reference point to to go back. And, and when you do that race again. You can go back and see all your splits rather than trawling through, you know, the race website going to the year and what have you, you've got all your stuff kept in one place. Well, I
0: think the thing is as well, it's one of those things that you don't maybe appreciate so much when you're racing all the time, so like, you know, like I look back to, you know, my career as an athlete, and a lot of races I just can't even remember how I did, or, you know, you remember your significant ones, so you remember, you know, maybe Hawaii and a couple of the Mens that were important to me, but you know like at the end of the day there's a lot of races I did that I can't even remember what I did and and I wish now going back that I kind of just jumped on Athlinks every week and just chucked all my results on there because it'd be mm. cool to go back and go oh I remember that cycle race and you know it, it, it's just it takes two seconds to do this and what's great about Athlinks is they tend to have bloody every race result ever up there so mm. you can you know it's one of those things where 10 years down the track when you're on Athlinks, you, you'll be able to go wow oh, I remember all those races I did and I see you've been a bit more particular about doing it and it's, it's really cool isn't it?
1: yeah and also doing things like camp reports and stuff so yeah. you know um it doesn't just have to be about races but if you you know every year you know, i've got athletes that go on different camps every year and you're know, writing up a little bit um about that and just keeping it up in place and and uh, and, I, and that's one of the things i really enjoy about um epic camp is i'm sort of forced to do a daily blog for that yeah. and uh and and you know when you talked about remembering different people from different camps you can go back to them and refer back to those big days and exactly what you did and say you did a say you did a particular run say you you know you ran i remember in australia we ran to the top of the the highest point in australia i wouldn't i can't remember how how far it was now but if i go back to those reports you've always got that stored there so you can keep that all that up on athletics um and uh yeah, it's just a, a great place to keep yeah, it all. I think it's really, really great. So check out
0: flinks.com. Okay, next up we have Coffees of Hawaii, and I've actually just pulled up the IM Talk page, John, so wait so you can Oh, so, very nice. So if you want to get some Coffees of Hawaii, what you can really do is you can actually go and um, go to our page, www.imtalk.me, and you click on the link, and it directs you to the Coffees of Hawaii promos for IM Talk. And, for example, this, week's, you've got, this month you've got two specials, you can either get free shipping for over $50 US spending anywhere in the world. So if you spend 50 bucks on coffee, um, you know, you can put in the IM Talk free at checkout, and then you get $50 off, or you have the Phonix sale, which is still going on, 30% off all our, oh, Maluni? Oh, we haven't had the pronunciation. Oh, right. Malulani. Malulani, that's right. Something or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. See, (laughs) it's a great sale because we stuff it up but basically you get 30% 30 off all of that estate coffee so if you're going to go to coffees of Hawaii and we know a lot of you guys are supporting them which is really really great um, check it out because there's some great deals and he changes these deals from time to time so you can go and check them out and get some of the world's best coffee because we know that all you guys love drinking coffee so if you're going to drink coffee get good coffee and get it from coffees of Hawaii
1: and if you've ever got a question and you're not quite sure what um, what to get, just uh, pop a question through to answers at answers@coffeesofhawaii.com and uh, you'll get a pretty quick response.
0: And you know what The service these guys provide? You know, we always get emails from people just saying how great the service was. So um, mm. you know, we can we can guarantee that the service you're going to experience is going to be bloody brilliant. So, and I know sometimes with internet companies it can be a concern because you think, oh, do I know this company? But with Coffees of Hawaii, they've got a proven track
1: record of really delivering on the promise. So we love their work, don't we, John? We do. Sorry, Bevan. I, I, I was just having a little yawn. You weren't here to pull me up, and I was hoping you were going to keep talking for another two seconds, <laughs> and i was be just, just bummed you out a little bit at the end. Yeah, just, just a little
0: bit. Okay, nice to mention, So we've got the new website. So you can um, – just a couple of things about the website now that we've been up for a week. You can go on the website, and you can email us directly from the website. There's a link that which you can comment from. But at the same time, you can also just email us at our old email address, imtalkpodcast at gmail um, So feel free to do that. Um, we've we have a Facebook fan page. We have got an email from Vegan throughout the week saying, "Look, you actually want to have a business Facebook page?" And we have done that. So what was your problem, John? You couldn't you couldn't add?
1: Well, no i i put, I put a i put a thing up there saying. Um, yeah, you know, I've just put my race report up, and it depends what sort of view you have on it. So, you know, you can have a view um, information from yeah, I am talk, talk
0: others, or, or I am talk. Or, yeah,
1: and so okay. I wanted that to come from I am talk, but it's just, just come from from me. So, oh, we need you, to you'll, have to, you'll have to give me the, the login details for yeah, that. I need to
0: make you admin on it. Okay, we can fill that. Yeah. Out later. Yep. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. So, if you want to be, if you're on Facebook and you're, you're an I am talk listener, you have to get on our. our, our Our fan page, they call it, or our like page, because otherwise we'll get angry John. So we won't have the other page still going now? No, no, no. The the reason why you do this basically is it just gives us a lot more information about who who you guys are. It's it's actually pretty interesting stuff. So, um, and... Uh, it also helps us if we want to market ourselves as well. So for us, it's just a better way to to kind of get more information on what we're doing and so we can kind of help build the community. And for you guys, it's pretty much the same thing, but we're not really going to be using the other pages all now. So um, jump on this one. We've got a link to it on our page, Me, and we can rock on from there.
1: Nice. Okay. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start twattering and tweeting soon, Bevan. I, I put out one post. You're to twatter. I, 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 I put out a I put out something this week, didn't I? I put out the link that we didn't have. And that's the thing we're gonna start using with Twitter is you know, say we forget something in the show. And I think last week, um, we didn't know. put up, you didn't put uh, the link to the so the you, Cancellaris. Yeah, I watched that. It was fascinating. So you it really was. Well, it looked pretty conclusive, but hey, it's it's I don't know. I'm, I'm not going. It was a pretty good argument, but anyway, if we, if we miss things, you know, we might just twatter them out there. And you, uh you're, you're twatting, yeah, twatting, 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 oh, I want to twat. I'm going to change the, change the world a bit. Part of
0: moving the body, John. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> but you know, anyway, and any on
0: twatting someone.
1: And anyway, we're going to any other little bit of news bits and like Bevan put up there. We're out of the new Facebook page, so join up to our, our Twitter page, and <laughs> we'll be we'll be. How many members have we got? We've got ninety-one followers so far. It's huge. It's well, we're bigger, bigger than we're Texas. Bigger,
0: we're bigger than Texas, and trying to combine,
1: John. That's and right. So just
0: throughout the week, if you guys send us through, because we often get information throughout the week, just news and bits and pieces here or there, and so if you guys send us through, we may check that up on on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> If they named it Twitter, I'm sure they'd be twice as more successful, John the Sure challenge. they would be, that's right so If you want to check out our Twitter page, <laughs> go to imtalk.me That's a beautiful thing Okay, John, you have any of bits and pieces we need to add? No, the bits and pieces, how so long are we going to go? If you want to, to, to the show, you can go to our, our talk page And I've got a little donate to the show thing there And uh, you can check that out as well Okay, uh, so what are you up to for the week, John? What's the goss?
1: Well, I've just had my uh, romantic night away in Queensland, oh, back got back, back last night. I'm not gonna yeah, you talking went... there, John? Uh, <laughs> we're not. Went down there Sunday morning, stayed the night. Kitty stayed in town with, uh, with the, the in laws and well, had a I night away.
0: Because when you've got young kids, it's, it's, it's full on and you, you may get some time space by yourself, but you don't necessarily get that time together as a relationship where you can just chillax. So what's
1: that been like? Well, for Belinda, it's been great because I've you know I've been away quite a few times with camps and what have you. So you know, me leaving the kids is um, yeah, sure, 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 I miss them. But I think for her, this was the first time she's been away from Felicity, and only the second time she's been away from Thomas um, with it. So uh, yeah, it was big, big for her, and it was good, and uh, we had yeah, good night out. And uh, had a bit of dinner and just just relaxed, a bit of shopping and had pretty reasonable weather. It was bloody cold in Queenstown, but I've got to say it's one of the most – I've never actually flown into Queenstown before. Oh, and good, it's it? just spectacular flying in there, being a fresh coating of snow, and it was just incredible. So that why was why, all good. Once you fly there, you never wanna, you never want to drive again because it's only like 30 minutes Uh-oh. and it's a six-hour drive. Yeah, it's true, mm-hmm. so, no, it was all good, and uh, this week coming up, what have we got on? We've got a bit of coming on, I've got my first race in the JD Duathlon Series, so anybody in Christchurch who oh, wants to, going? good, anybody wants to do a, a Duathlon this weekend, it's out at the Ruapuna Raceway, so it's cool, closed circuit, you know, no cars or anything like that, nice and fast, and no drafting, because, you know, you've got flipping massive wide straights and stuff, so, yeah. Um, Is the weather yeah. looking like John? Uh, it was looking good when I checked yesterday, but I don't trust the weather until you get like within about 24 hours yeah. before, the, before the day. So if you're in Christchurch and you want to race this weekend, jdevents.co.nz and uh, you can find out the details there. So I'll be getting ready for that. And back on the bike, uh, I had to get back on the bike Sorry, last are
0: you week. We're off to Poland.
1: Poland a week and a half, so I've got to do some some biking. Um, I'm not <laughs> going to get a week
0: and a half. Gonna, yeah, I've,
1: fit, I've got a got a week's biking under my belt, and I've got another week and a half to get a couple more rides. I'm not going to do anything long. Just going to try to get back in the saddle, um, and then I'll just have to tough it out over in Poland. So I'm away there in a week. Third, what pretty heavy, it's, it's not quite epic but it's, you know, we'll be doing 100 to 200 k's every day on the bike and it's... So uh,
0: the fitness transfer from running? You know, because I know that cycling fitness doesn't necessarily go to running fitness that well but maybe running go back to cycling?
1: Yeah, not particularly well. Well, yeah. So when when I went when I went out and rode short base the other day, it wasn't particularly pretty. Mm. So, uh, but I'll be right once I get a couple of days of a couple of long rides under my belt. Um, I will be sweet. Oh, and other than nice. that, I think that's about it. The rain, the weather, uh, the, the Christchurch winter is has not been particularly favourable so far this year. But hey, we'll we'll get through the worst of it, and the shortest day is not too far away. Oh, that's good to hear. And how's your holiday, Bevan?
0: Well, have you been to New Sir John?
1: I have been to, I've driven to, I haven't stayed there, I've just sort of been there. and.
0: Have you watched the triathlon ever here?
1: No, but it's it's bigger than Texas, it's one of the biggest triathlons in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, like they've got a park up and it's been going for like over 20 years, I didn't realise it it's been around so long and they had to, to look at some photos and stuff and yeah, um, yeah I imagine it would be a pretty cool race to come and watch. It's, it's a cool little spot, eh? it's a really nice place just to have a time off because you know, like the weather has been nice, I wouldn't say it's been amazing, we've had a couple of days where we could spend at the beach, and Sam and Olga came down and, um, or up, I'm not sure if it's up, or, yeah, it's up I think from Brisbane, um, and spent some time for us for a couple of days, and it's, it's been really nice, it's, I think nowadays, you you kind of forget how hard you work, and, and I know I often talk about this amazing lifestyle I have, and as much as I have an amazing lifestyle, I kind of do work pretty hard, and this week I've really just allowed myself just to relax and, and do nothing, and um, I've read a couple of books. I'm reading that, The Guild of the Dragons. tattoo. have you heard of that book? No. <laughs> do you
1: like novels? I do. I've just oh. actually bought another book yesterday. So. I'll give it to you
0: afterwards, because I think you'll like it, because I know you like a thriller, and it's, yep. it's, 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 it's yeah, I can't really put it down. But it's, um, so it's been really good. Joe and I have just been doing lots of runs. There's beautiful runs. So you've got the National Park close by, so you've got, like, probably six tracks to choose from. So, and it's, it's one thing that's interesting about Australia is, the terrain is very similar to New Zealand, like through the national park, you really could just think you're running through one of the national parks in New Zealand um, the, the only difference is the national park's quite small in comparison you know New Zealand national parks are huge. whereas this one yeah. you know kind of, you know, it's probably 10k from one end to the other. So um, so,
1: that's so cool. how do you find, um, I mean, I know Joe's a, is a pretty reasonable runner, but how do you find running with somebody who's quite a bit slower than you?
0: Oh, I, I, at the moment I'm not trying to, I'm just, because I haven't really been running that much, so I figure once I get back from this trip, Um, I'm really starting to focus on the Melbourne Marathon so I've got probably 12, 13 weeks from then Um, so for me it's just about conditioning I don't actually mind I, I kind of figure when you're running with someone else you're running with someone else and so I always let them set the pace and just look at it as a conditioning run so, like with Joe, like she, like on a single track, I always let her determine the pace. And, and I'm really relaxed about that. You know, if, if I wanted to have a key run, I, I'd just do it by myself. So, so like, you, you, haven't,
1: that, do you? You, you haven't laid the smack down on her yet, then? No, but, but Joe's not slow. And so, yeah.
0: like, you know, like she runs you know, yeah, on a fast day she could probably do like a 42 10k so, yeah so it's not bad at all yeah, yeah so it's not like she's plodding along she's a good she's a decent runner and so um yeah. I'm, you know it's not like i'm running with someone who i feel like i'm walking with so yeah that, that would be yeah. a little bit different but yeah, um yeah so but i actually i saw karen doe i didn't actually have a chance to talk to him, but yeah he was out and i just saw i saw a guy with two locks and i thought i wonder if that's karen doe and and it was, he was having a bit yep. of a stretch, so I saw him. But, you know, it's, it's been really good just to relax and, and chill out and eat some good food and, you know, catch up with mates. So, yeah, nice. can't say I'm looking forward to coming back to the bad weather.
1: It'll be fine by the time you get back. Yeah. I'm sure. So,
0: yeah. Good. We're hiring a car, and we're going to do a bit of a trip today. But, uh, no, just, just throw a romantic week away, John.
1: Nice. Okay. Next week we'll be back in the studios. It'll be Perfect. all good. And then you're off to Poland. Then I'm off to Poland So, so it's when, you're, be...
0: when you're in Poland We're going to try and Get some interviews on the show So that's all good um, And then i come from there no, Nice, lost, really John I think funny's really happened On the trip
1: Oh wow Romance we, we, I'm sure everybody loves Hearing about the romance In both our lives are still
0: loved up right now Aren't we John?
1: That's right oh. I've, got to go, so I've got to go say Good morning to my kiddies so. Okay mate. Well,
0: I'll leave we're you gonna... to it Because you've got a meeting As well haven't you?
1: Got a meeting it's coming a, up It's a good day for John It is
0: I'm Russ i do Train hard Train smart Kiya ka beautiful. I'm gonna stop right here on the on the record. So I well, don't talk again, I'll get a little time. Here <laughs> we go. Stop on the record. See you guys.